Hi, and welcome to the Free to Be Authentic podcast. I am Durga Magneta. I am an intuitive coach, an empathic healer, a teacher, and an author. And for over 20 years, I've been helping people just like you find more peace, tranquility, and empowerment. So take a nice deep breath, grab a cup of tea, and enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode where I explain why you actually don't need to protect yourself from toxic people or abusive people. We're going to explore this in a few different ways, and I am no way insinuating that you would keep those types of people close to you because obviously there needs to be boundaries, and in a lot of cases, you need to not allow them close to you so that the abuse doesn't continue. So let's start at the beginning. When you're close with somebody and then you start to realize that they have abusive tendencies or that you're not being treated properly, maybe you didn't see it right away, maybe you did see it right away and you just gave them the benefit of the doubt, but here you are getting to the point where you realize that their presence in your life is hurting you emotionally, possibly physically, and You can get hurt physically without them putting a hand on you because the toxicity itself and the emotional abuse itself actually can start to make you physically sick. And then the next step is getting angry and getting scared. And in some way, this person's now the enemy, which is this is where we make the mistake is they're now this entity where you need to protect yourself and you need to keep them away and you're afraid of what they're going to do next. In narcissistic type situations, they want you to be afraid of what they're going to do next because they're using their temper tantrums to manipulate you and just so you do what they want you to do. So that is that can be part of it, and I wanted to just put that out there as well. But either way, you start making a plan to keep this person out of your life, and it puts you in a state of fear, a state of anger, and this is where we're honestly making a, a mistake. It also gets tricky in the sense that there are some people who are just friends where you can let go of them, and then there's people really close to you you can't let go of who are abusive in this way and toxic, and I would assume this is where it's the most tricky. First of all, from higher perspective, these types of abusive situations are there as your spiritual teacher to learn to love yourself more, to honor yourself more, to learn what really love is. A lot of times if we were exposed to abuse in the early stages of our life, we create a subconscious understanding that love, quote unquote, uh, goes hand in hand with abuse. So then we, if we're not careful and we're not conscious, we're going to continue the patterns as we get older where we're going to attract the abusive partners and subconsciously feel like if we want to be loved, then abuse is a part of it. And there's also an unworthiness and a feeling of that we're not lovable if, if this does happen in the early childhood stages. If we live in fear of these people and their tendencies, you are allowing them to beat you at their own game. So the first part of this is that abusive relationships are finite, which means they they have a beginning, there's an end. Unfortunately, sometimes the end takes years and maybe even decades depending on your own personal path and lesson with these types of experiences. When the lesson is done through divine perspective and the time limit is up, either the dynamic with the abusive person will shift or the abusive person will really not want much more to do with you. This also goes hand in hand with 
the mastery of what you were meant to learn from the situation. So you're going to be somebody who now is not afraid to implement boundaries even when people are having temper tantrums and acting like a damn fool. Once these people see that you're empowered and you're not going to take their stuff anymore, they'll become disinterested. But sometimes it just takes a little while to get to that point because it's the universal forces saying, are you sure you got this? Are you sure? How about now? (laughs) So it takes a little while for it to actually um, shift sometimes because they want to make sure that you really know how to have boundaries and that you're not going to let anybody bully you around emotionally and control you. I have personally learned that the suffering that happens to me when I am mistreated is because I personalize their behavior like they did something to me. And there is a certain perspective where it looks like that and people really are abusive. Though a lot of times they try and turn it around so that you're imagining the whole thing and that you're crazy for thinking that, <laughs> as you may or may not know. There are also sometimes such, such as severe narcissistic abuse where you don't really see it until you're out of it. And then you see everything and you get really mad and it's really because you need to. So regardless of your experience with the situation and your perception of the situation, your perception of the situation, those people are doing what they're wired to do and what they're created to do and on some level what they're guided to do. Now it's not a high level guide, but it is a mechanism that is in its own way divine and has divine purpose. So at some point after the anger and the processing and realize that you personalize their behavior, you're going to see that they're just being who they are and that it really isn't personal because they're going to do the same thing to other people. And this time it just happened to be you. And when you reach that point when that relationship or that abuse needs to be over, like I said, the person will go away. So you don't need to block them out, shut them out. If a person's really dangerous it might be appropriate to to not have access to them on social media, but I think we really jump to these conclusions very, very quickly because it gives us a false sense of power. And I, I really, I don't know that it's necessary as much as we, we think it is. So if they are in your life, whether they're treating you properly or not, they're there to teach you something. And the second they're done teaching you something, they go away. Or in some rare instances the dynamic will change. I've had people who were one of my biggest emotional abusers end up being one of my best friends. It's rare but and then there's absolutely no abuse involved because I'm not going to put up with that obviously at this point because I've learned and that's the beauty of why we go through these things and I can definitely appreciate who I am now because of it. So let's just say the abuser goes away and then a little time goes by and you get a little ping on your phone and they, you know they're trying to see if there's any way they can hook back in and get your attention again and get back in the game of manipulation, control, and um, abuse. This is where instead of pushing up against them and making it about them, you would just go into your heart, use discernment. It's like, I, in my heart, do not feel that this person is a different person and is capable of treating me with the respect I deserve. So I'm not going to allow this person back in my life. It's a simple, peaceful solution that isn't really about them. You're making the situation about what is and is not right for you. So you don't need to fight with them. You don't need to push back. You don't need to live in fear. You just need to make a decision. And as you feel into what I'm saying, just using discernment as far as what is right and what is not right for you in the moment and putting up a boundary with that person is much more empowering 
and peaceful than getting into the drama about them being the enemy and needing to keep them away and getting into a fear-based narrative wondering what they're going to do next. So no enemies here. No good guys and bad guys. Just discernment. The personal philosophy I've created over the years really does not condemn people from being in my life unless I feel that they really are not capable of changing. And uh, a lot of times people with that narcissistic mechanism, they really can't help themselves and they really aren't going to change. I have seen progress in some people, but it's still not something that I'm going to allow in my life because it's not good for me. It really has nothing against these people. So the other great thing about this model of being is that you're not carrying resentment towards this other person. And there's a real, there's a lot to be said for that. So that narrative turns into, well, it's too bad they can't help but be like that because they're really missing out on genuine friendship. And they're really pushing away what they want the most. If we hold on to resentment and we live in fear, it really starts to get heavy on us. It clouds our vision and we're looking for the next perpetrator. We don't trust anybody. Everybody who comes in, there's a wall up and it really keeps us in a dark and separate place. So this is not a model that's going to really work well. And you've probably noticed that we've all been through this stuff. Now, depending on the person and the situation, you may or may not need to respond to them when they try and hook back in and come back around. I usually try and take the kind route initially, but if they're not honoring the boundary that I put up, I just, I don't respond anymore because they're just looking for that response and to hook back in. So you also want to play your cards right. There's no reason to be rude to them. There's no reason to tell them off. This is about a calm and empowered implement of boundaries. And that's all it is. So there's no karma on your part. When we live in fear and make somebody else the enemy, that's a karmic debt that we're paying for every day by holding on to that darkness. And really, it's so disempowering that we keep, it's reinforcing that we are powerless over other people. Take your power back. Tell them that there's certain things you're not going to be putting up with, however you want to do that, and don't put up with it. And that's really going to hit the lesson home because there's a lot of people who might change their behavior after that. There's probably a lot of situations that can be salvaged if you find the courage to implement boundaries in a loving way. So take a moment and imagine yourself enemy-free. There's no one you need to be afraid of. There's no one you need to protect yourself from. It's a moment-to-moment use of discernment with the intention that nobody can come into your space and take your peace and nobody gets to disrespect you. And that if they are close to you, they treat you with respect. I mean, this is outside of an occasional bad mood, small things like that. I mean, obviously you'd know the difference, but if it's chronic or any type of a regular thing, then it's time to um, reassess the situation. There was somebody I had to let go of a while back, you know, for these reasons. And I made the discerned decision that she really wasn't going to change. I just felt it in my heart. Now, if I felt differently, I would change my mind. I'm not condemning this person. But it definitely was, it's definitely true. And it's definitely where I stand even still today. But they contacted me pretending like they wanted a session and their life wasn't going so well. And I just said, you know, I'm really sorry your life isn't going well, but I'm really not looking to reconnect. And if you know anything about, you know, the ego of, of a narcissistic person 
you know, of course she said, well, she didn't want to connect either. She just wanted a reading. And I said, well, you know, there's so many great readers out there. You really shouldn't have a problem finding somebody. But the whole thing was very transparent that they were just looking to hook back in. I stayed in my power. I was gracious, but I was forward. And at that point, the boundary has been set. So any other communication that tries to come in will be ignored. So there's a formula to this, and I wanted to use that story to show you that particular formula where you're kind and direct, and then you don't let people push your boundaries because that's, that's so arrogant, and, and it can be really annoying. But again, not to personalize that, just to see that that's, that's the game that they play, and that's the way the mechanism works. So most likely, if you state that you're really not interested in friendship or whatever, they would have to admit that they do want friendship and you don't. And they really aren't going to admit that because it does hurt their ego. So they're probably just going to agree that they feel the same way. So there you go. They feel the same way. So there's no problem here, right? But again, I'm not insinuating not to be compassionate. There's this really fine line. One of my greatest intentions, and I speak about this often, is to not personalize the words and actions of others and not make it about me. It's one of the biggest challenges I think we face as sensitive people. And by sensitive, I actually mean just emotionally sensitive, not the normal term of being energetically sensitive, because you can be energetically sensitive and not let things affect you. And that's certainly my goal every day. Now, if they come knocking again and your heart says, this is okay, it can be different, you feel good about it, you feel inspired, and you want to give it a shot, maybe it is different. It is possible for dynamics to change. Just stay grounded. Don't float away with your rose-colored glasses with all these possibilities of things being the same way. You're going to stay centered, face it day by day, moment to moment. And if you start seeing those signs of abuse crop back up again, you need to shut it down. Use boundaries, shut it down, whatever you need to do. But let's not condemn people or completely shut down the possibility of having them in our lives. If you're real clear someone doesn't belong in your life, you're probably right, but you don't need to live in fear of them because the abusive person really wants nothing to do with the empowered person. They only find people who are not self-loving, self-honoring, who are submissive in a way that's really, really unhealthy. So you gotta see the gift in this for you. It's giving you empowerment, it's giving you strength. It's helping you to love yourself more. And when it's done, it's done. And hopefully you can reach a point where you're actually really thankful for their service, right? And as you can probably feel, it's so much more peaceful and lighter and empowering, just letting go of all the people you need to protect yourself from. And and you can do it by just shifting your perspective. I hope that this is a really liberating insight for you and I hope that you take this and run and I just hope that you can see the beauty and the gifts in every experience you have. I thank you so much for joining me this week. Join me next time when I discuss this fine line between obligation and then your heart telling you not to do something, especially in regards to family because this stuff can get pretty hairy. And what do you do in those instances? All right, I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please hit subscribe. If you really enjoyed the show, please take a moment and write a review on whatever platform you're listening on. If you'd like a personalized session with me, just visit freetobeauthentic.com. There is a new client offer that will save you 25% on your first session. 
If there's something that you're struggling with and you would like to be a guest on the show, please send me an email with your name, contact information, and just a little bit about what you're struggling with. You could be one of my next guests. Thanks so much again, and I'll see you next time.